0: Hello and welcome to the Moonshots podcast. It's episode 228. I'm your co-host Mike Parsons and as always I'm joined by Mark Pearson Freeland. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Mike.
1: Good morning, listeners. Good morning, subscribers and members. I say it probably every week, Mike, but actually this week we may have more of a muscle-packed,
0: action-bound episode than even normal, right? (laughs) It feels like we've bulked up for this show indeed, Matt. We certainly,
1: I think bulking up is exactly what this individual between us would say so too. That's right, members, listeners, as well as viewers. Today, we are diving into the legendary figure of Arnold Schwarzenegger, a character who not only has existed within entertainment, for example, in his many, many series of films, like Total Recall, as we can see on the screen here, Terminator, Predator but also he got into politics. He was quite an impressive governor of California for a number of years. He's really been this influential figure, Mike, certainly in my life, and I'd say probably for a lot of our listeners and members as well. But he's really got quite a lot to teach us through those years of success, through years of action, through years of, of getting stuff done. I, totally. think, I think today we're going to make the case for him, aren't we?
0: Well, we're going to try and, and talk about achievements. I mean, he is just dripping in achievements. He came to America as an immigrant. He became a bodybuilding champion many years in a row consecutively. He then, like if that, that's already a ton, like going to America as an immigrant and becoming a world champ bodybuilder, he then becomes a huge Hollywood star in the face of the fact that everyone's like, that accent is terrible but he made it his greatest asset. Um, And then not satisfied with that mark, he then became the governor of the fifth biggest economy on the planet. Any one of those three achievements would be worth celebrating. But I I think we failed to recognize, and obviously thanks to the recent Netflix series, I think we've all been reminded, man, this guy accomplished a lot. And he has packaged up six rules for success, which are. So perfect for Moonshots, mate. I can't wait to get into it.
1: Yeah, you're totally right, Mike. He's accomplished so much. And like you say, we probably haven't necessarily really understood how much he's really done. But today, we're actually going to find out why he did it and how he did it. How did he motivate himself to go out and keep on grinding, keep on pushing further and further through that glass ceiling. I think we're going to learn a lot today, Mike,
0: as you say. With his six rules of
1: success, this is pretty exciting.
0: And what's really interesting for our viewers uh, on YouTube, for our listeners in Spotify and Apple podcasts, is that, check this out, man. Like he has some very similar patterns mm-hmm. of thinking and mindset, some habits uh, that relate to people like, wait for it, Brene Brown, which relate to all sorts of other interesting people. Oprah Winfrey. But then he's got one or two unique things as well, things that we haven't had come up so much on mm. um, the Moonshots podcast. So, Mark, I'm really excited to share what I believe are six rules that very different to the rules of Jordan Peterson. Um, these are insanely practical, not as sort of philosophical. I think they're a little bit more habit-based. So they're probably a bit more somewhere between a, a Goggins and a Brené Brown, if you will. but If you really want to have a playbook for being the best version of yourself, we can find it in these six rules from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mark, I'm pumped. Let's jump in. Yeah. Let's hear from the legend,
1: Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger, straight off the bat, Mike. Let's hear about those six rules for success and how we can turn a propensity towards action into a physical mindset as well.
2: People ask me all the time, they say to me, what is the secret to success? The first rule is trust yourself. What I mean by that is, so many young people are getting so much advice from their parents and from the teachers, and from everyone, but what is most important is that you have to dig deep down, dig deep down and ask yourselves, who do you want to be? Not what, but who. And I'm talking about not what your parents and teachers want you to be, but you. I'm talking about figuring out for yourselves what makes you happy, no matter how crazy it may sound to the people. So rule number one is, of course, trust yourself no matter how and what anyone else thinks. And of course rule number two is break the rules. We have so many rules in life about everything. I say break the rules, not the law, but break the rules. It is impossible to be a maverick or a true original if you're too well behaved and don't want to break the rules. You have to think outside the box. That's what I believe. After all, what is the point of being on this earth? if all you want to do is be liked by everyone and avoid trouble. The only way that I ever got any place was by breaking some of the rules. Which of course brings me to rule number three. Don't be afraid to fail. Anything I've ever attempted, I was always willing to fail. You can't always win, but don't be afraid of making decisions. You can't be paralyzed by fear of failure, or you will never push yourself. You keep pushing because you believe in yourself and in your vision and you know that it is the right thing to do and success will come so don't be afraid to fail. Which brings me to rule number four which is don't listen to the naysayers. I mean how many times have you heard that you can't do this and you can't do that and it has never been done before. I hear this all the time. Pay no attention to the people that say it can't be done. I always listen to myself and said yes you can. That brings me to rule number five, which is the most important rule of all. Work your butt off. You never want to fail because you didn't work hard enough. I never wanted to lose a competition or lose an election because I didn't work hard enough. I always believe leaving no stone unturned. And let me tell you, it is important to have fun in life, of course. But when you're out there partying, horsing around, someone out there at the same time is working hard. Someone is getting smarter and someone is winning. Just remember that. Now, if you want to coast through life, don't pay any attention to any of those rules. But if you want to win, there's absolutely no way around hard, hard work. That takes me to rule number six, which is a very important rule. It's about giving back. Whatever path that you take in your lives, you must always find time to give something back. Something back to your community, give something back to your state or to your country. Let me tell you something, reaching out and helping people will bring you more satisfaction than anything else you've ever done. Remember those six rules. Trust yourself. Break some rules. Don't be afraid to fail. Ignore the naysayers. Work like hell and give something back.
0: Wow, Mark. So six big rules. Different, right, from the Jordan Peterson ones, right? It's less philosophical, it's very, um, very pragmatic. Um, obviously, even despite some of its differences to the likes of Jordan Peterson, there are themes in here from Arnold Schwarzenegger that riff directly off Jordan Peterson, um, that riff off even people like, um, I'm thinking James Clear, Atomic Habits. Um, I'm thinking um, for sure Brené Brown and David Goggins. I mean, of all of these six, which one for you, Mark, have we heard the most over 228 shows?
1: Actually, that's an interesting question, Mark. We would normally go, which is maybe the breakout, but which one have we heard the most is a challenge. Because you're right, there's a lot of familiarities with some of these uh, rules Mm -hmm. that are then based into some of the laws that we've seen. I think the one that we've probably um, heard a lot more recently within the past maybe 12 months or so is number four, ignore the naysayers. I think this has become a theme that has certainly stood out to me when we've dug into many, many different themes, including creativity with Elizabeth Gilbert. You know, she was, again, really reinforcing the idea that you can go up against other people, even if they are saying no, even if they're saying something's been done before. Okay. And like you said already, ignore the naysays is very cemented within that Jordan Peterson rules Absolutely. of life as well. Yes. I, I think that one might be the one that, that we've heard a bit now, you know, so, this, so this reinforcement of trying to be unique as well as confident in your own abilities and and the, the accomplishments that you're trying to put out into the world.
0: Yeah. I think definitely challenging that would be work your butt off like hard work and don't be afraid oh, to fail. Yeah. I think those two are, are very high frequency, you know, moonshots, if you will, uh, mantras. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that we have studied entrepreneurs, authors, academics, superstars and alike, and we can see that, there is a pattern of success, not only for all of the moonshots, previous shows, but we see Arnold is embodying many of the same beliefs, mindsets, and habits, hard work, ignore negative people. If you fail, just make sure you're learning, you know, challenge the status quo, have a vision for where you're going. But here's what's really fascinating, Mark. We haven't heard a lot of give something back? Have we?
1: No, no. You're right. I think there. It's it's possibly unarguable that some of our individuals would, of course, you know, reinforce this. But and there there are somewhat similarities to some of the um, rules. For example, that Peterson would have said. You know, for example, uh, letting the kids go on their skateboard and so right, on. Right. You know, allowing people to kind of be themselves. Yes. But to put it in black and white, like Arnie has done here specifically calling back, dedicate your time to other people, help others. It's not just smile at each other and be nice. It's actually proactive. Go out and physically do something, find something, mm-hmm. find a way to help the community, your country, and so on. And I think that's a really, uh, that, that's a unique build, Mike. Yeah. It's not something necessarily that we've come across before. And it. Isn't it funny how it's coming from the world's or the
0: universe's <laughs> strongest man? Dude, it's coming from the Terminator. He wants to give something bad. Terminator. is <laughs> telling us to give something bad. <laughs> right? Look, what, how exciting to to discover this, uh, the habits of success that are shared from the Oprahs, the Brene Browns, David Goggins, the Arnold Schwarzeneggers. Many of them are, in fact, doing similar, if not the same things. And uh, it's so great to to share that with our listeners and with our viewers and with our members and it's also great to find something new to add a new weapon for the arsenal, a new workout for the routine, so that that's super exciting. but I tell you who's working out hard, and that is our members, mark. boy, are they putting in some some work, so I think we should pump some iron for them. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think we should pump some iron, get in the gym, uh, give my vocal cords a workout mic, much like Arnie would encourage me to do, so please. <laughs> Welcome Bob, Marjolin, Ken, Dietmar, Marjan, Connor, Rodrigo, Lisa, Sid, Mr. Bonjour, Paul, Berg, Kalman, Joe, Ivo, Christian, Samuela, Barbara, Andre, Eric, Chris, Deborah, Lasse, Steve, and Craig. Annual members right here, everybody. But hot on their tails includes Daniel, Andrew, Ravi, Yvette, Karen, Raul, PJ, Nikawara, Ola, Ingram, Dirk, Emily, Harry, Karthik, Venkata, Marco and Jet, Roger, Steph, Gabia Anna, Raw, Nimelen, Eric, Diana, Christoph, Denise, Laura, Smitty, Corey, Gayla, Bertram, Daniela and Mike. Thank you all so much for continually tuning in as well as being part of the Moonshot family. Thank you for continuing to help us not only, Mike, keep the lights on, but also uh, encourage us to Go out and and not be afraid to give the Moonshot Show another go. Keep on pumping. We've got all these people in the gym with us exercising their brains, Mike. Uh, I think we're all going to end up, at least on the inside, looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger pretty soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, we are, we are definitely pumping iron with all of our members. And they also get to receive a, an exclusive second podcast that we do the Moonshots Master Series, where we do really deep dives into particular themes. We take insights, content, and learnings from superstars from all different disciplines. So it's a a different take than the Moonshots podcast, which you're listening to or watching right now. So if you are interested in supporting us, if you are interested in the Master Series, head over to moonshots.io, hit the member button, and the magic will happen. You'll become our patron. And then together we can do some hard work. And I believe, Mark, we might have a few thoughts from Arnold Schwarzenegger on that very topic.
1: We totally do. So now let's jump in, Mike. We've heard a kind of synopsis of each of those six rules of success. Now let's go a little bit deeper. Let's dig into a couple of these and really explore them, tear them apart like Arnie would do in the gym. Let's pick up the weights and put some practice in. So this next clip we're going to hear from Arnie himself is focusing on this idea that success comes from hard work. So now, let's hear from Arnie. Talk about working your butt off.
2: And it drives me crazy when people say they don't have enough time to go to the gym for 45 minutes a day and work out. Or to do something for 45 minutes to an hour a day to improve. If it is physically improve or if it is mentally to improve. Imagine you read one hour a day about history. How much you will learn after 365 hours in one year. Think about if you study about the history of musicians, of composers. How much you would know. Imagine if you would work on a business, on some business that you want to develop every day for an hour. Imagine how further... Along you will go and get. So it drives me nuts because we have, when people say we don't have the time, we have 24 hours a day. We sleep six hours a day, so it gives you still 18 hours. Now there's someone shaking their head out here in front, they say probably, I don't sleep six hours, I sleep eight hours, right? Or just sleep faster. <laughs> So, we have 18 hours a day. The average person works around eight to 10 hours. So, let's assume it's 10 hours. So, we have eight hours left. Then you travel around an hour a day, maybe two hours a day. So, now you have still six hours left. So, what do you do with these six hours? What do you do with these six hours? Then we eat a little bit, then we schmooze a little bit, talk a little bit to people, and all that stuff but you can see how much time there is available if you organize your day. So you got to work hard. I mean, let me tell you something. When I went to America, I went to college. I went and worked out five hours a day and I was working on construction because in those days in bodybuilding, there was no money. We didn't, I didn't have the money for food supplements or anything. So I had to go to work. So I worked in construction. I went to college. I worked out in the gym and at night from eight o'clock at night to 12 midnight, I went to acting class four times a week. So I did all of that. There was not one single minute that I wasted. And this is why I'm standing here today. I became very friendly with Muhammad Ali in the 70s. And Muhammad Ali worked his butt off. And I saw it firsthand. And I remember that there was a sports writer that was there in the gym when he was working out and he was doing sit-ups. And they asked him, how many sit-ups do you do? And he said, I don't start counting until it hurts. Now think about that. He doesn't start counting his sit-ups until he feels pain. That's when he starts counting. That is working hard. And so you can't get around the hard work. It doesn't matter who it is. As a matter of fact, I believe what uh, Ted Turner said, work like hell and add. I love this, Mark. This
0: idea of hard work and pushing yourself. To me, this is a huge theme that we've discovered in the show. And I think it's really important to talk about hard work right now because I think the temptation is that we see perfect worlds on Instagram and YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. And in those messages and videos and images, it can be very easy to deduce that it's a game of chance or Amazing things happen without a lot of work. And it's really interesting. He talked about Ali then, but I think this is something we have seen in people like Einstein as well. He readily admitted that he really didn't think he was smarter than anybody else. He just worked harder and for longer on one problem and he just stayed on it, just like Arnold. Like think about it. working in construction, studying, going to acting class. He did all of that. So when you hear this, there was no shortcut. Like he wasn't no. just like, you know, becoming a teenager and all of a sudden he's a size of a giant. No, he was spending yeah. five hours a day at the gym. Yeah. He was putting in the work. He he did acting class four times a week. So we can't we can't deduce anything else other than hard work. And I think the the battle where a fighting mark is, and it's a temptation for us all, is when the hard work comes the first day, eh, it's okay. The second day, mm, it's like, it's the second week or the second month of yeah. trying to keep your run program or stick to a healthy diet or exercise in the morning or do extra study at night this is where the champions are made because I think we can all get very excited in January and start eating well and going to the gym and not drinking as much, but what happens in February and March? And I yeah, think exactly we are learning it is about sustained hard work where you get the compound effect a la Darren Hardy, where you get the benefits of vastly underestimating what you can achieve in a year. But I think our enemies, we vastly overestimate what we can do in a few days. Hence, we kind of, we bail, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think that the, exactly what you're, you're building there, Mike, and I think where Arnie is taking us within that clip is that there are two enemies to working hard. The first one is time. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is discomfort. Yes. So the discomfort might come in a physical element, you know, Muhammad Ali, not counting his sit-ups until they hurt. Um, <laughs> Also, and as you just said, uh, giving up something that you know isn't great for you, but then it becomes uncomfortable when you have to keep on saying no. So discomfort can come in a lot of different ways, as well as this element of time. Mm. Oh, I just don't have the time. Mm. What I think is really interesting and helpful about that, that clip is we're hearing essentially practical solutions to, to both of those, mm. you know, it's very easy for me to say, Hey, Mike, actually I don't have time. And also it's, it's not that much fun to, to go out and do whatever that is mm. Let's say it's training for a marathon, preparing some extra work, uh, doing a side hustle, whatever it might be. It's always a little bit hard and time is always against you, but it's familiar territory, Mike, for, for what I think we've uncovered on moonshots. Yeah. For example, I think what Arnie was basically making the case for with regards to eking out time during the day is mm. Cal Newport and time blocking. Oh yeah. putting into yeah. your calendar, yeah. right? I'm going to work out here. So I'm going to commit to that. I'm going to be forceful with myself. I'm going to be disciplined with myself and go to my acting classes from eight until midnight. I then got to factor in food. Okay. Well, let's figure out where that is and how am I going to get my job going through? Okay. Well, this is the hours I can work again. It just comes from being explicit. I think with yourself, yes. very practical. And and taking a lot of ownership, I suppose, for the time that you do have, and how you're going to go out and spend it. Yeah, I think that that's really where Arnie's surprising me here because he's coming at us with quite a familiar time blocking
0: um, angle. Yeah, it's fascinating, which comes from an academic like Cal Newport. So, kind of kind of a different headspace to to the Terminator. Mm -hmm. The 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 interesting thing for me is what comes to mind as practical ways to be time efficient. Uh, And Mm -hmm. this is going to sound so tangential, but uh, we mentioned food and so did Arnold. I would say meal preparation and meal planning is a really good way to save time. And here's what I mean by that. If you think about the dishes you want to eat in the coming week on the weekend, you can take some time on your weekend to actually cook food, put it in the freezer. So even worst case scenario, the first three or four nights of the week. You've actually already made dinner. So you just have to get it out, defrost it, put it in the oven or put it in the microwave. I think this is a huge time saver, but it's also a huge nutrition upside because when we're tired and busy, we always shortcut food, don't we? For sure.
1: It's too tempting.
0: And also it's now too easy.
1: Pick up the phone, pick
0: up an app, food in go. 20 minutes. Right. Now the other thing, the other thing about uh, that is you're obviously taking control of your diet. So there's so much more health benefits than than eating out, where they use a lot of salts and sauces and sugars to to refine the food taste. So I think that's a big one. You mentioned time blocking. Oh my gosh, like block that time. I would say if this is really a, a challenge for one of our viewers or listeners or members. I would definitely look into the book The 5 AM Club by Robert Sharma. This yeah. this really just is such a powerful thing that we've seen is so many successful people get up early in the morning and if you own the morning you own the day. You know, win the morning, win oh, yeah. the day. This kind of thinking. I think this is fundamental for success. If you're not getting up when the sun rises then you you're you're making it hard, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think that when you're not waking up and maybe it's not the first thing you do, but we've certainly discussed this on the show before, Mike, taking a look at what our day is going to be like. Right. And even planning it out at least 24 hours or ideally maybe a week beforehand. So, you know, exactly what's happening. You know, when things are going to start piling up, yep. you can hit your to do list in a fashionable way that does not create too much more pain. You know, you're not creating issues for yourself. Instead, what you're doing through planning, let's say with with meal keeping and bulk making in advance, what are you doing? You're saving yourself time in the long run. Yeah. All those little things add up. If you can save yourself, let's say 20 minutes every day, hey, you've suddenly earned 20 minutes every day to go out and do maybe it's a bit of exercise, maybe it's learning, maybe it's just going out for a walk.
0: Do you know what amazes me, Mark, as well, is how many people Seem to only look at their calendar for the day in the morning of that day, mm. and I'm always surprised that there's all this frantic running around of, oh, can we move this? Can we put this here? And you're like, but you, you if you had looked at your diary at the beginning of the week, you would have, <laughs> like, I'm, you would have noticed this. Like to me, one of my greatest uh, Monday practices is looking at the calendar for the week, but wait for this. I'll show you how geeky I am. I make a Gantt chart of the quarter, and I review it and change it and update it every single Monday. So I literally have in my diary here a printout of a Gantt chart. And this Gantt chart, like check this out. This Gantt chart has up until, so we are recording here on July 11th. This goes up into the week of October 9th. And these are all the things I've got going on.
1: I love it. This is our first uh, physical moonshots prop as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. For those of you watching on YouTube, you you can check out my my, uh, Gantt chart. But that to me is just taking control. Like Arnold was breaking down the 24-hour clock. I'm just breaking down the quarter and saying, Oh, geez, you know, um, potentially I have two workshops this quarter. I've got two trips to the U.S. in the next four or five months. I've got to fit in some other things. Mm -hmm. So you've got to start thinking about that. Like, for example, when I was working on my Gantt chart just this week, I was thinking to myself, if I have the possibility of doing another workshop, a two-day rapid prototyping workshop, i probably can't do that until last week of November, first week of December. Mm-hmm. And I only have that insight when I actually do the planning. If someone had yeah. said, Hey Mike, can you come do a, a workshop in September? I would have gone, Oh yeah. Okay, great. And then go, yeah. Oh my gosh, know. hang on. I've got one in August in the US, i S I've got one in October in the U S. Oh, this is going to be crazy, but you've got mm-hmm. to own your time if you want to be successful. Right.
1: Well, you, and you know what? I think you're you're demonstrating here, Mike, with this level of foresight into October, November, having your Gantt chart that you review every week. You know what you're doing there. You're working your butt off. You are putting into practice what I think Arnie's trying to make the case for here. This muscle bound man, yes. not only is working his butt off in the office, uh, sorry, in the gym, you're working out in the office you're putting it into practice. So I think there's great, isn't it funny how you can take that similarity so clearly and put it into this professional um, knowledge worker vibe. Yeah, It's totally transferable.
0: Well said. And, you know, as you go out into the world, let's say you're working your butt off, you're working hard. This doesn't mean things will be easy, does it? In fact, this next thought we've got is really about some of the blockers uh, that we face and this big learning Mark that we keep having is successful people experience failure, just like all of us. It's how they think about it, which is different. I think we got some thoughts from Arnie on this.
1: We do. We certainly do. Let's hear now from Arnie with his next follow-up
2: rule, which is all about don't be afraid to fail. Well, let me tell you something. Don't be afraid of failing because there's nothing wrong with failing. You have to fail in order to climb that ladder. There's no one that doesn't fail. Michael Jordan said in one of his interviews, when they said, You're unbelievable, you're the greatest basketball player of all times. I mean, tell me about that. And he says, Well, you're just mentioning the successes. But he says, For me to become the greatest basketball player, I missed. 9,000 shots when I was playing basketball at the NBA games. So during these games that he was so successful, he missed 9,000 shots. Does it make him a failure? No. He's one of the greatest basketball players of all times, but he failed 9,000 times. Do you get it? We all fail. It's okay. What is not okay is that when you fail, you stay down. Whoever stays down is a loser. And winners will fail and get up. Fail and get up, fail and get up. You always get up. That is a winner. That is a winner. I failed in bodybuilding. I lost bodybuilding competitions. I lost powerlifting competitions. I lost weightlifting competitions. I had movies that went in the toilet and that were terrible and got the worst reviews. And in politics, I remember, I had many of the initiatives on the ballot, and we lost. My approval rating in California went down to 28%. And then it went back up again, and they won again, the governorship. Hey, we all lose. We all have lost us. This is okay. And this is why I say don't be worried about losing, because when you're afraid of losing, then you get frozen. You get stiff. You're not relaxed. You've got to be, in order to perform well in anything, if it's in boxing or if it is on your job or with your thinking, is only happening when you relax. So relax. It's okay to fail. Let's just go all out and give it everything that you got. That's what it is all about. So don't be afraid to fail. So
0: true, Mark. And it reminds me, I'm going to go back in the Moonshots time machine here, Serena Williams, right? Mm. When we did her show, she talked about like it's actually the true champion is made after they fail. And then they rise again. That is the true champion. And I think, you know, we have such a fear of failure and like the embarrassment. We have a fear of the, the, it's almost a shame that we create Mm. ourselves about failure. But this is classically within our control. If we accept that you will fail, that is just part of life. Then you can say, okay, well, I failed. You could perhaps ask some questions like, what did I learn? What would I do differently the next time? And if you know, if you can just for a moment remember that every single other person on the planet fails as well, so it's okay. What's not okay is dwelling on that failure. What's not okay is something that we do, which is continually relive that failure you got to move on. Who else does this remind you of when you hear about this sort of resilience and this go forward and this like, okay, cool, I failed. I'm learning. I'm moving on. You know
1: who it does remind me of? Yeah. Uh, Dyson. I'm I'm, I'm reminded of the inventors. So the ones who, and you obviously referenced Einstein earlier from a work perspective. And I think that's probably true here as well. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to fail with anything, whether it's uh, products, businesses, or even just mindset, day to day attitude. And I think what we saw with with Dyson and our entrepreneur series was a, a definite case of putting in the hours to graduate to see incremental improvements. Now, obviously, with Dyson, incremental improvements are products—they're vacuum cleaners and, and so on. But I would argue that the same would be true for training practices. So from a strength perspective, exercise, uh, even waking up early in the morning, Mm -hmm. each of those experiences that you have, treat it kind of like product development, I suppose, and see those incremental improvements gradually. I don't think it's necessarily realistic to go from zero to 100 or from a scrap of paper to a a physical product that's on the shelf (laughs) in a store overnight. Those overnight successes, as we've, we've mentioned on the show before, are, are challenges you know, and, and unrealistic. Yeah. Instead, what I, what I find interesting, once again, is, is Arnie making the case, similarly to people like Dyson, whereby you just got to put in the time. Yes. And yeah, that time might be negative, but if you can harness, much like we were hearing earlier, you know, the Muhammad Ali not counting until he starts feeling pain, he's valuing that pain because yeah. he knows that's the point that he's going to get better. I'd argue that if you fail, that's your moment to then realize, ah, oh, okay, how am I going to react to this? Yes. How am I going to pick myself back up? Because that's the lesson, isn't it? That's the the moment of true personal growth yes. kicking in and taking place.
0: And you can be kind of methodical about it and say, well, if I've just failed, then it, it technically actually means I'm closer to succeeding because every you know. time I'm failing, I'm learning and reducing, uh, like, I'm optimizing for more chance of success because every failure means, well, there's a likelihood that next one might be a success. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got, this, I've got this great quote for you. You, you totally inspired me about Dyson, right? Um, and I'll, I'll read it to you here. It's from Thomas Addison who famously had to prototype the light bulb 10,000 times. And he says, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that it won't work. <laughs>
1: How great is that, right? <laughs> Ten thousand ways that it doesn't work. <laughs> so you but know that, that's a real journey, isn't it? It is to go through that process. And isn't yeah. it funny? And, and it's,
0: it's not easy. No, I know. But as soon as you take away this perception of shame or or mm. self doubt, and just say, "Oh, that's cool. Well, I'm actually a bit closer to working out what's going to work. Everybody fails." It's really your obligation with failure is not to dwell on it, but to learn from it, right? Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Rather than percolate, allow yourself to, well, in fact, I, I love just going back to, um, to Arnie, uh, Arnie's clip again. If you aren't relaxed, then you're not going to be that best version of yourself. I love, the, I love that idea. Mm. That's, that's a, a new idea for me. I understand the value of, of failure you know, it's a great opportunity to learn as well as a great opportunity to grow as an individual. But I, th- I like where Arnie's going with this, which is if you are percolating, let's say you're at your low point now and you are struggling, maybe it's business, maybe it's physical, maybe it's something else. If you allow that to continue for too long, everything else around you, oh things that God, you Arush. perhaps took for granted, yeah. the solid job, the relationships around you, the habits that perhaps you were utilizing, suddenly those come into question. And the foundation that you once had, which was solid, you're enabling to get a little bit rocky by maybe focusing too much on those negatives and not feeling or staying within that relaxed mindset, both physically actually, as well as a, a mindset perspective. That for me, Mike, is, is a great takeaway here. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling like you're a failure, try not to let that get in the way of everything else because then you want to make sure that those lines of your life continue moving in the right direction. You want to be able to react to them and enjoy them rather than just constantly thinking that everything has failed around you.
0: Yeah. Powerful thoughts, powerful mindset, very consistent as well um, throughout the, the 228 uh, shows that we've done. But now we get to some, new territory and some new ideas. So why don't you set up this final clip from Arnie?
1: Yeah, I I think we've heard the case from Arnie today with regards to uh, resilience, working like hell, as well as this idea of creating uh, the network around you so that you can start to look at failure as, as as a needed thing. The truth though is it's a challenge to do all this by yourself, Mike, isn't it? So let's hear from Arnie. He's got a great call out for us, all of us today, subscribers and members, and how we should all start to really consider how we
2: can give something back. You can only feel complete as a person if you think about what can you do for your fellow member around you that maybe needs help. I felt like that everyone has a different motivation. Why you get into that? I I was an immigrant going to America. And I saw how America was the most generous country in the world. I mean, they opened up their arms to me. They helped me. They invited me for Thanksgiving dinner. The people, they brought me, uh, the bodybuilders in the gym brought me plates to my apartment because I had no plates, I had no silverware, I had no bedware, I had no pillows, I had no blanket, I had no TV, I had no radio, I had nothing. They brought it to my apartment. They helped me, and I saw that firsthand, this generosity in America. And I said to myself as an immigrant that is being embraced with open arms, that I need to go and make sure that I give something back. Because I started, I started thinking about how did America become such a great country? How did America become such a generous country? Well, I look back in history and I realized that people have fought for America. And And people people have have died died for for America, America. and people people have have suffered suffered for America. America. And so it's my my job job. now to contribute, to keep it as being the number one country in the world. And this is when I started feeling obligated, and I said to myself, so what can I do? I'm a bodybuilder, what can I do? But then I realized, when there's those Special Olympics, that I can help and train Special Olympians. And so we started getting involved in Special Olympics, and in no time, I proposed to them to start powerlifting in Special Olympics, to have deadlift, which was a safe thing to do, and to have bench press, which was a safe thing to do. And it became the number one sport in Special Olympics, powerlifting. They always have a packed hall of 5,000 people, and I became the national trainer and the international trainer of Special Olympics. And I tell you, I felt so good. I felt better than winning a bodybuilding competition, going to one of their competitions and seeing a hundred of those athletes from all over the world competing in powerlifting and being happy and being included and being felt that they're equal to all of us.
0: Yeah, this is like, this is something that we haven't heard a lot of Uh, superstars and experts talk about. Yet what's really interesting, Mark, is we we both know that the science tells us that healthy relationships, helping others, is a very well-studied, highly frequent uh, characteristic of people that are happy and live long lives. And isn't it fascinating to hear someone who's achieved so much? You can see the buzz that Arnie gets from working with Special Olympics. And to be honest, it's really inspiring and worth reminding that we have to make time for that uh, kind of um, work in our uh, schedule. Otherwise, it's very easy to say, oh, I'm so busy, it's hard to like make community or charity time uh, meaningful. But the practical thing I do, Mark, is I try to also help People in the scope of my work as much as possible. Like, I hope that the advisory work and consultancy work that I do with clients at its heart is helping others. How do you do it? How do you make time for this? I mean, how are you taking this lesson for yourself? I'm interested because I think I could do better. um, But yeah, it's a challenge, isn't it?
1: Look, I, I could definitely do better. when i when I refer well, or oh, sorry, when I compare my dedication, I guess is is one word maybe, the time I dedicate towards something like my local community, for example, I could probably do more. When it comes to the way that I collaborate with others, so to to build on where you were going there from an advisory perspective, the time that I work with others, what I hope I am bringing, is an ability to assist and make more efficient the processes that businesses have in place and to a, to say it in a shorter way save time i want to try and help because we've all worked in businesses where it takes all the all the hours of that god gives you and what ends up happening is people burn out maybe they struggle maybe they find it extra difficult maybe they can't see their family as much and so on What I hope is by coming in and giving a helping hand to some of these businesses that I work with, it's enabling individuals to have maybe a little bit more time. Maybe it's a little bit more bandwidth. Maybe it's a little bit more relaxation, to use Arnie's word from earlier on. And if you can start to bring in that level of support, relaxation, maybe freeing up some time for others, what I think happens is then they can go out and be that best version of themselves. They can go out and do that great work. And they can go out and try and, you know, equally give back to their communities as well. But really, I guess it comes down Mike, to knowing your why, knowing what it is that you want to try and put out into the world, what you're trying to build. And then finding, much like Arnie did, he was a bodybuilder, the Paralympics, and powerlifting was, it was a natural fit. And therefore, it didn't require him to, let's say, leave his lane too much. Maybe that's the secret there. Maybe it is finding benefits such as from a work perspective, things that we can do in our own um, day-to-day, hours-to-hours
0: perspective that helps others. If there's an element of service and generosity in the work that you do, then I think that's a little bit more practical. Um, But that being said, you know, when I lived in the US, I was more active in giving back outside of my work and that was so deeply rewarding, and it comes up. It actually comes up for me. Besides doing this show together uh, on Arnie, this has come up. I have had these thoughts. Oh, I would love to get back uh, to doing some of that. So, what? What a great way, uh, though, to explore the huge success of Arnie. But also I feel like I've left with a big homework assignment <laughs> from him. I'm like, oh, man, I'm really falling short on this. What for you, Mark, has, has stood out from these six big rules for success? No, it,
1: it's,
0: it's, a, it's a tough one because I like each of those
1: individual rules that we dug into as well as the other three that we didn't dive in as much today, you know, particularly the work like hell. I think he really does make the case for digging in deep making the time for doing stuff that matters, but actually Mike, I've got to give it to him. I think the idea of giving something back yes. because it is a new, a newish ish concept yes. on the mention and something that maybe hasn't been so eloquently broken down as Arnie has done for us here. Yes. I think that might be my my homework today, Mike.
0: Yes. I think this one, we're in uh, absolute agreement. Um, giving back is a homework assignment for both of us. Yes. And, um, I want to say thank you to you, Mark, for helping uh, me and all of our members, viewers, and listeners in this journey because this was a journey of show 228, and it was an epic. It was a Titanic. It was a Terminator-style Arnold Schwarzenegger and his six big rules for success. And they spanned all sorts of fascinating ideas from trusting in yourself even breaking a few rules. But we focused on three that really brought it home for us. Working like hell, not being afraid to fail, and giving something back. This has to be such a complete journey, learning from one of the most successful people ever, bodybuilding champion, famous actor, governor of California. He did it all, and we took his six rules so we could learn out loud together, so that we could hope, dream, and put in the work. We could pump the iron of being the best version of ourselves. And that's what we're all about here on the Moonshots podcast. That's a wrap.